History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers. Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. Yeah, 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 here I am. <laughs> it is Monday night. Usually, well, not usually, but oftentimes I'll put it out on social media. I'll say, finish this sentence, another week, another dot, dot, dot. Um, Because it seems as though the more time goes on in the Biden administration, the more things continue to spiral into craziness and and it just gets uh, worse and worse and worse. Uh, In in regards to uh, what I was thinking of when I was listening to the clip from the great Ronald Reagan, I was thinking about the fact that uh, today, speaking of ongoing crazy, uh, the Department of Justice has has let uh, Hinckley out, who tried to assassinate a president of the United States. Isn't that just so fitting for another week under the Biden administration? You can just go and try to kill a president, and the Biden administration is going to let you walk. Today we find out that uh, murder is up 29.4% in the last year. This is, this is the Democrats' America. I would say it's the Biden America, but we all know Biden isn't in charge. He, he, Biden can't even uh, gain authority over a sentence, right? He can't, even, he can't even cobble together a couple of words. He's certainly not in charge of anything that's happening here. we got a great show for you guys tonight. We're going to pick up the conversation on Friday in terms of what happened in Arizona with the audit that should be the number one story on all of mainstream media because it, it, nothing matters until elections matter. And the Republican Party should be en masse talking about this unless they're in on it. Why wouldn't they be talking about it, right? 2022 is coming up, 2024. Donald Trump had a, had a rally this weekend where he said, you know, oh, it's just going to be, I can't remember the quote he, he said, but something along the lines of it's just going to be a magical win in 2024. Well, he, he should know better than anybody that unless we get the, these elections defrauded, routed out of fraud, unless the elections are given an enema of all the ways in which, they, in which fraud is, is, is taking root and corrupting the elections, we can forget about 2022 and 2024. In fact, I don't want to hear about 2022 or 2024 from anybody in the Republican Party, anybody running for office, anybody thinking about running for office, anybody getting paid to help anybody running for office. I don't want to hear it. Don't mention anything to me about any campaigns or any elections until you actually work to route out the election fraud. Annalise P- uh, Pesic will be here from New American to talk about that. We've got, first time in a long time, my buddy Don Nguyen from Cowboy Logic is going to be here. We're going to be talking about uh, Joe Biden got the booster <laughs> today. Did he even know? <laughs> uh, Don Nguyen from Cowboy Logic uh, TV show, which is now on Real America's Voice every weekend. You can watch it there with his beautiful wife, Donna Fiducia, formerly of Fox News, uh, will be here to talk about that. Uh, our buddy producer, DJ Potato Skins, is still out on vacation, but have no fear because DJ Jalapeno is here. Again. Yeah. In fact, you've been here so many days, you might need a new little song there, my friend. I could play that all night. I know. That's I could actually just sit here and let you play that instead of having to get into some of the topics tonight. I was a little down in the dumps last weekend because I was like, I, 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 I hate having to come in and not giving y'all any good news stories, having to come in and report 
what's actually happening out there. Um, so maybe let me start. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this, but let me let me start. I, instead of saving like a good news story for the end, and I'm not going to spend much time on it, but in case you need something to have a smile on, let's talk about the FedEx driver <laughs> who, who did a TikTok video in which he refused to deliver packages to supporters of Biden, Kamala Harris, and Black Lives Matter. This story just put a little smile on my face. It did. Um, he said in his in his video, it's Vincent Paterno. Vincent, that sounds like a good Italian name, right? Another good news story today is apparently ABC News is reporting that eating pasta doesn't necessarily mean you're going to gain weight. Just another feel-good story for the day. Okay, so Vincent says, what's up, TikTok? Just wanted to come on here and let you all know. If you don't have a flag in front of your house, and if you have a Joe Biden and Kamala blanking camel toe posted up in front of your house, Black Lives Matter, I will not deliver your blank, he said. I will not deliver your blank. I will bring that back to the station, and I will keep doing that blank. Have a good day. (laughs) A spokesperson from FedEx confirmed that Paterno no longer worked for the company. Uh, look, I, you know, uh, he got 74,000 views, more than 3,000 uh, comments on that. Um, you know, I don't applaud what he did. I say that if you're going to do a job, you need to do it. You know, um, show up, work hard all day, do your job to the best of your ability, leave your politics at home. But since everything is being politicized today and the big story over the weekend was how a girl got fired from her job because a guy made a false accusation, a racist race-baiting, um, uh, far-left agitator, Al Sharpton wannabe, got a girl fired from her job for doing absolutely nothing wrong, then I'm going to get have a little giggle over this guy saying, you know what, I'm, I'm, and he obviously knew he was going to get fired, right, because he put it out there on video, and I don't even know if he didn't uh, deliver a package, but, um, you know, sometimes you got to find your humor where you can find it. Before I have to tell you guys something incredibly disturbing um, we all know there's there's so many layers to the story before I get in. Dem- Democrats, the Democrats today passed in the House a radical bill that basically supports infanticide. Under the guise of calling it a Women's Health Act, because that's what the left always does. They always play, you know, the Affordable Care Act uh, jacked up everybody's uh, insurance premiums, right, and kicked uh, many um, in- people off of their insurance policies. <coughs> the left are masters at playing those word games, right? Under the guise of calling it a Women's Health Act, the bill would allow abortion on demand nationwide. It supersedes all state-level abortion restrictions. This is in response to Texas, uh, which said that you could not uh, that pass a law banning abortions at the point of a heartbeat. Um. What a way, gee, you know, here's, here, we'll show you, Texas, these Democrats said. We're now going to pass a bill that, that basically legislates infanticide. Up to nine months. Here's what's involved in this. That, that, uh, that it allows for abortion up to the point of delivery where the child is in the birth canal. Even if you believe in Roe v. Wade, Roe v. Wade, as a part of the law, made it up into the point of viability, which we now understand with technology is far earlier than people think. But even, but even viability isn't a good argument, quite frankly, because you're, you're still taking a life. But even if you want to argue with me that life doesn't begin at conception, 
or that life isn't technically an egg that's been implanted in a petri dish in an IVF facility, or that um, you know until it's got a heartbeat, or or at least in the first you know few weeks to where it's really just a clump of cells. You want to make that argument. Make that argument. But if you actually think it's, uh, but but when you're abortion at the point of delivery is slaughter of a human being. There has never been a case in the United States in which a a child had to be murdered in the birth canal to save a woman's life. Never happened. The child's in the birth canal. You deliver the baby. It's a human being. If you're for this, this is literally infanticide in the United States of America. And if the Democrats are on board with infanticide, which this is, because there's no argument that this is not a human being. You don't have viability as an argument. You don't have a woman's health as an argument. You don't need to kill a child. Because you know what? Do you know what happens in partial birth abortion when a child's in the birth canal? Go Google it. Face the reality of what you're supporting here. It's murder. Which is why partial birth abortions have been supposedly illegal for a long time in this country. It is murder of a child. The baby still has to be removed from the birth canal. There's no reason why a child has to be murdered in the birth canal. No reason whatsoever. And yet you're going to question then, and if, they're, if the Democrats are on board with this, then why would you question the fact that they would intentionally deny therapeutics from sick people to push them towards death for control? Obviously, if the Democrats are going to push a bill that pushes infanticide, then that means that life doesn't matter to them at all. That means that any life, if they're going to kill a defenseless child in the birth canal, then that means absolutely they will kill an adult for power. It's happening right now across the country, not just the denial of therapeutics, pushing vaccines that are killing people. There's supposedly a report out tonight that the Secretary of Defense, that some no, I think it was an Air Force uh, head of surgery, has wanted to ban any pilots from flying with personnel who've, who've had the shots because they're subject to having cardiac arrest while they're in, they're, they're in the flight, mid-flight. The Democrats' assault on life in this country, going back to Roe v. Wade, was really the beginning of the end of our culture. That was really where the, 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 the cultural Marxist movement began because if they could get you to dismiss life, because that's what communists are about, right? That was, that was ultimately the beginning of tearing apart of the fabric of this nation, our Judeo-Christian principles and values. Look at all the cultural problems we have. Murder, up and now over 29%. People, under the guise of, of some political movement, Black Lives Matter, they made it okay to go and, and, and burn down buildings, beat up and, and murder cops and business owners. They, ju- they justify... Americans being abandoned over in Afghanistan. They justify bringing terrorists into this country. This is how 100 to 200 million people have been slaughtered under the guise of, uh, under the name of communism in history. This is it. Who are the, uh, we are one now of only seven countries that kill children in this manner, two of which are China and North Korea. This is, this is, this is barbarianism on Hitler level. But what do you expect from a party that thinks it's okay to shove puberty blockers down a kid and and permanently mutilate their lives and their bodies for power? We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in 
Don Nguyen from Cowboy Logic get his perspective on this as well as updates on what's happening with our hospitals as hospitals are turning away patients because they've turned away healthcare workers that have refused to get jabbed. Get more from the Andrea K show at ourfreenation.org. Just search Andrea K spelled K A Y E. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. I'm super excited to have this next guest with me. It's been a minute in cool kids terms. That means it's been a long time since Don Newen from Cowboy Logic has been on my show and he joins me now. Hello my dear friend. Actually, it's Donna Nguyen. Don is working, but I'm hoping his wife will suffice. Well, I I would think so, Miss Donna Fiducia Nguyen, formerly a Fox News anchor. Girl, it's such an honor to have you with me, Miss Thing. Thank you so much. Um, You know, Don Don ends up working, like, so much, and um, it's just horrible. He's... uh, for like 18 months, his business was closed down, which is Entertainer Buses. Yeah. And now it's exploding. I got to tell you, though, Andrea, a lot of people still are finding problems getting people to work. It's well, unbelievable. Well, we can't find drivers. We can't mm-hmm. find people who want to work in, in the restaurant. It, it's really terrible. If you watch uh, Real America's Voice, um, you'll see this uh this bus that's out there. And, and that is one of the buses that Don helps uh, lease. And uh, Danny Hamilton, the owner of uh, star coaches drives it, but it's going all around the country trying to um, basically wake everyone up to uh, what's happening. And, and hopefully we can get our country back on track. Well, I hope so. Um, is that the same bus that Amanda head is on my girl, Amanda? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, and um, Ben Burkwam and Danny Hamilton, the owner of the company, drives it. Mm-hmm. Don, who's at work right now, my husband and my co-host on our show, mm-hmm. is just leaving work in Atlanta, sixty-seven mile drive home. <laughs> so we always kid because we say Danny has fun; he drives the bus. Don makes all the money, and Danny spends it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good partnership, kind of like you and Don. You guys have a great partnership. Um, you know, before the break, I was talking about the breaking news today of the the Democrats in you know in a "We'll show you Texas." Uh, how dare you try to ban abortions after a heartbeat? Um, you know, we're now going to pass it to where um, basically we've got infanticide in this country. And there's yep. like no outrage from it. And but this is this is just where, where the Democrats are and uh, they devalue life. And if they can get you to devalue life, um, then you're willing to um, let them control any aspect. I mean, this is what communism is about. I mean, the, the Roe v. Wade. Here's how I explained it. Uh, Roe v. Wade was originally done for the purpose of attacking our Judeo-Christian principles and values. And if we could, if we if we could discard life and devalue life, um, then we'd devalue all the rest of our traditions, right? And it's yep. grown now to where um, they're willing to kill children in the birth canal. And if and if they're willing to kill kill children in the birth canal. Um, then why, why would you doubt that they're willing to kill Americans by withholding therapeutics so that they can, they can force a vaccine on people? Why would you, why would you question that they're willing to kill people with a vaccine that hasn't been tested that's causing heart attacks and causing deaths? Why would you doubt that? You should, you, if you doubted it before, you should now that they're willing to kill children in the birth canal. Well, 
late-term abortion and killing children actually after they're born in states like Virginia is okay when Ralph Northam is supposedly the governor of that state, a pediatrician. Yeah. How do you, how do you okay that? And he's up there going today. In fact, um, now we're out here on the East coast and I happened to listen to radio station in uh, DC talking about how he's saying how, you have to get the vaccine. Have you ever seen anybody on a ventilator, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there thinking, have you ever seen a baby being murdered in the birth canal? Yeah. That's okay for you. But the bottom line, Andrea, I hate to say it, is money. And a full-term baby with full body parts that can be sold, it's disgusting, is worth more money than one that might be aborted in the first trimester. Well, we saw that in the Project Veritas. the money trail. Well, yeah, we saw that in the Project Veritas videos. And no, and the only people that prosecuted was the guy who took the videos. Even though Planned Parenthood violated, I don't know how many laws, was selling human parts, uh, d- d- dismantling babies like they're a car that's been uh, high, that's been carjacked and, and sold off for its parts. Same thing with babies here. It's also following the money has to do with the Planned Parenthood and the and the abortion lobby uh, paying yep. for Democrats. So, yeah, it's following money. And that's the same thing with these with these vaccines as well. You know, we've got two former heads of the FDA that work for FISA and Moderna. Uh, I think it was Glenn Greenwald tweeted out today. Why is it that it costs them about a dollar for one of these shots and the taxpayers are being charged twenty four dollars for it? They're making billions, if not trillions of money off of these vaxes. They didn't make the money off of hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin. Right. So this is about money and power, isn't it? It's all about money and power. It's all about big pharma. Ivermectin, which costs pennies, uh, many of people are saying actually might be an anti-cancer drug, on, among other things. Um, you can't have that, obviously, if the CDC makes all its money off of vaccines. Here's what really I am finding, and I want to find somebody maybe your listenership can help me here. The fact that remdesivir is used immediately when you get admitted to the hospital for COVID. I feel, and I'm, I have two friends now that have died from remdesivir. I feel not COVID because what it does is it shuts down your kidneys. They insist on giving it to you. They refuse to give you ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. But once your kidneys shut down, And again, remdesivir is part of Gilead Pharmaceuticals, which George Soros and and, uh, Anthony Fauci make money off of. It shuts down your kidneys. It puts uh, more fluid into your lungs. You've already been admitted for, uh, you know, having lung issues to begin with. So you essentially drown. I feel, and and um, again, I have to find a doctor to help me on this, but from what I've seen, most of the people I know that have been put on remdesivir have died from that and not from COVID. Well, it would one friend who was in decent shape. He barely made it through. He was doing his last rites with his son and, and going through his will. And he, he did make it through, but he's got a long road to hoe to get back. I think the remdesivir is killing people, not COVID. Well, I wouldn't be surprised because in India, where they didn't have uh, the shots, they actually just started dispensing with therapeutics. And in the in in the states where they used uh, uh, 
hydroxychloroquine as well as ivermectin in combination with the other drugs, right? The zinc and the and the D and all the rest of it. Uh, those states yep. were wiped through, you know, shut down COVID. The one state where they used remdesivir, people died. So I absolutely believe that that's also the one drug that Fauci was pushing a year ago when he was denying everybody hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. To, right? Because he makes money off of it. It's unbelievable. This is this is pure evil. I think Anthony Fauci is the Joseph Mengele of our time. I'm sorry, and George Soros. Well, he is. And and again, getting back to the opening story, you've you've got to connect the dots as Americans to see that this is all part of a bigger picture plan. And, you know, yeah. too many Americans are naive and they and they want to put trust in our government. No way. What, um, even if Fauci was wrong, he had good intentions. You know, even Trump wants to push out that Biden is incompetent versus when it comes to Afghanistan versus intentional. Look, the Democrat Party, this is intentional what's going on. They intended to withhold therapeutics from people and, and refuse. And, and to this day are refusing to treat sick people. If you are, go to the doctor sick and you test positive for COVID, they tell you to go home until you're so yep. sick. You've got go to go to the hospital, be put on I a vent. Told, yep. I was told to do that. We had COVID back around Thanksgiving. Go home and ride it out. And Don said, I closed my business down now for at that point about nine months to, to go home and ride it out. Why would you keep healthy people home and not just the sick people. Uh, I mean, it makes no sense. The fact that the White House, the uh, government, and postal workers don't need the vaccine, in my opinion, speaks volumes. That's number one. So they know it doesn't work. They, none of them wear the mask. They've been caught multiple times not wearing masks all over the place, mayors, governors, everything. And then to sit there and say and admit, Jen Psaki admitted, that you don't have to, uh, that the, the illegals that are coming across the border aren't getting COVID tested. And, and we're seeing all kinds of other diseases now back on the rise in the United States that had been eradicated. Right. We're also seeing hospitals uh, turning away patients. We've got hot two, uh, multiple areas where they're not going to deliver babies now. They're turning patients away because they've got healthcare workers that say that they don't want to get jabbed. And so now, so, yep. they, so what the Democrats are doing is they're creating crises, and the American people need to see this. This is intentional. We, uh, you know, I yep. had uh, I had um, Dr. Jane Orient from Association of American Physicians and Surgeons on my show last week that said of the six hundred thousand who died, over five hundred thousand could have been saved with therapeutics. We don't need to yep. be forcing these jabs on anybody. Uh, this it's insane to be pushing out that you've got to vaccinate the unvaccinated to protect the vaccinated, and now we've got we're we're losing healthcare workers, which is just creating more uh, more deaths in, in this country and and more issues and where i want to know where the republican party is on this yeah that would be a good uh, good question i've said that repeatedly uh it really is the party i hate to say it unless you are like a um, make america great again party whether you like donald trump or not if you're a pro patriotic american you cannot like what's going on in the dc swamp you just can't we are paying for all of these stupid expenditures while Medicare and, and uh, Social Security is going bankrupt. We're, we're telling illegals to come here and we'll give them carte blanche when, when we're locking up taxpaying Americans unless they get a vaccine. 
it's it's so upside down it's ridiculous it, it just makes no sense it's like the it really is like being in the twilight zone well it is and i'm wondering how worse it's going to get before i have to let you go there's a there's a picture that i posted of a video i couldn't post the video today because it was too disturbing of a man who's literally had a skull cracked open in australia because yep. of the what's going on there is um, uh, unbelievable to the extent in which they are beating senior citizens and people on the street for not wearing masks if they oppose the mandates. Um, anybody, I, I, you know, I used to have the perception that Australia was kind of like the United States in terms of freedom. It's insane what's going on over there. Do you think there's a possibility it, it could reach here? I think people need to stand up. Australia used to be a penal colony, remember, so maybe it's reverting back to that. But um, we need to stand up, and and I I hate to say it, we need to do it in a a peaceful fashion. But if push comes to shove, uh, the only difference between us and most of these other countries is the Second Amendment. And, um, you know... (laughs) I hate to think it would get that way, and I want it to be peaceful. I think what people need to do is call their congressmen, call their senators, even call uh, other ones that might not be in their state to tell them that might be voting for this stupid spending bill mm-hmm. that basically you know, makes you not stick to your, uh, your means for your credit card. We can't do that in our households. Why should the, the Congress and the Senate be able to do that? Stop raising the debt limit, spend within your means, and if you can't, too bad. Take some cuts. I hope the government does get shut down. I hope if it does, too. If the entire country gets shut down, why shouldn't the government? Yeah, let, let it begin. Right. Let it begin with the CDC. Get rid of the CDC. Get rid of the NIH. Get rid of the FDA. Get rid of the Department of Education, quite frankly, and and, and, and beginning to reach the, the point to where the FBI and the DOJ, um, quite frankly, and, you know, and, and unless the U.S. military does an about face, I'm kind of losing interest in, in funding the DOD because they're being they're being manipulated and indoctrinated and coerced into, into becoming a force to be used against uh, the U.S. Uh, citizenry. And that concerns me. Donna, exactly. tell everybody forensic audit of the entire country is what we need. Yes. Um, tell everybody how they can see you and Don and your show. Well, we have a show on Real America's Voice now, plus um, we have our own website, obviously. It's called Cowboy Logic, and we try to bring some logic to everything. It's cowboylogic.us, and we're on Real America's Voice on Saturday, three different times. It's a great up-and-coming network. When I worked at Fox in 99, I feel that Real America's Voice is very similar to that, an up-and-coming network for a voice that's not heard enough. Yeah, Dr. Jean is a good friend of mine, and so I love what you guys are doing there. Yeah, she is. Thank you for being here, love. Appreciate you. Love you too. Bye. Bye. All right, now stay tuned because we are going to talk about the Arizona audit and and the calls for for the Arizona results to be decertified. Stay tuned. Get more from the Andrea Kay Show at OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. What did I? What have I been saying now for like six months, eight months, going on a year? Nothing matters until our elections matter, right? And we finally, we, all lies have been on Arizona, right? The state that Fox News called before everybody else and uh, and everybody. Oh, okay, done. See ya. Arizona's call for Biden, right? Well, hold up. 
There's now calls to decertify it based upon the uh, fraud that was revealed in last week's uh, report that came out. Here to discuss is Annalisa Pesic. And um, she's got an article out today that I encourage you all to read. And she's going to tell you where to find it in a minute. Give you It's at New American. And she joins me now. Hello, Annalisa. Hi, Andrea. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Um, yeah, um, you know, it's kind of a head scratcher to me. Maybe you can help me and, and the listeners understand. So we get the reports last week, and I didn't, you know, disc- disclaimer, I didn't watch the whole hearing. But at, at, as your article talks about, um, Arizona audit reports excessive voter fraud calls mount for decertification at New American. Uh, and I quote, over 50, uh, in your article here, over 50,000 illegal ballots in an election separated by just over 10,000 uh, votes. So how is it that the Democrats are saying that the report that came out Friday said that it confirmed Joe Biden won? Well, the whole thing is just, to be honest, is utterly ridiculous. And, you know, even if we don't get to a place where Congress calls for a new election, which they could if enough states like Arizona decertify their electoral college votes for Biden and they find out that he falls below that 270 mark, even if we don't get to that place, we have to acknowledge that there are massive problems within the elections process. And really, that's all this report shows. And it shows that, like you said, as much as five times the number of ballots uh, against the lead count, which for Biden was around 10,437, I believe, uh, as many as five times that amount were found to be compromised. So we have to acknowledge that and we have to investigate that. And that is what the audit is doing. That is, it's like the beginning of now what is going to be massive investi- investigations. And those investigations will be led, we hope, by the Arizona Attorney General, Mark Bronovich. Well, I would hope so, because um, the reports supposedly show that there were 17,000 duplicate votes, 23,000 mail-in ballots um, from people that voted for a prior address, which you're not supposed to do, 2,382 in-person voters who had moved out of Maricopa County. And, you know, the, the, and the, the left, you know, uh, of course, if you count these votes and you include those, you're going to come up that Biden won again. Right. But the point is, is that these shouldn't be counted. And the Democrats want to act as though these are legitimate votes, as though who cares whether or not somebody they, they want to treat this almost as though it's just some small technicality. It's fraud. And the Republican yeah, right and the Republican Party has not done a good enough job. First of all, the mail-in ballot should have been prevented. Trump did not have the support that he needed to have with the Republican Party and his own Attorney General last year in blocking it, as well as in, in the in the red states stopping it. And then he also hasn't had any support from the Republican Party in general in terms of forcing these audits across the country. Am I wrong? You're not. And it, it has reduced the trust of Americans in our elections. And recently Trump came out and said, you know, go out and vote, but don't forget 2020. And he's telling his supporters, don't stop voting, which is what people are tending now to do, especially in, if they're a Republican, because what does it matter? My vote's not going to count. It doesn't matter. And especially when reports like this come out that show so many votes were compromised. And just to clarify what the Democrats are saying about 
Biden's the, the reports showing that Biden still won or actually won by more votes. All the reports showed in that regard is that the audit count done by Maricopa County and the audit count done by the cyber ninjas um, who are enlisted by the Arizona State Senate matched or were very closely aligned. That just means the number of ballots cast were aligned. That does not take into consideration an examination of the ballots, which is what the audit did. And that's what that's what showed all these discrepancies and issues with tens of thousands of ballots. So we can't really say that those numbers matter, that it matters that Joe Biden had a certain number of votes if those votes were compromised, right? We have to look at the, the ballots that were compromised and say, well, wait a second, 50,000 ballots were compromised. He won by 10,000. It doesn't matter that the number of ballots were the same. Does that make sense? Well, I think that's where people are getting hung up. Well, right. like, and, and, the, and unfortunately, the mainstream news is not telling you the details of the audit. In fact, I've looked around, and I'm sure you've looked around, and your listeners have heard it everywhere. They're, they're calling it a, you know, quote-unquote, so-called audit, or they're saying it's a sham, or it's, it's something nobody needs to pay attention to. Um, I can't help but think of that character from the, the novel uh, by Ellie Wiesel, Knight, where the character Mosh the Beetle goes, um, he's rounded up, he's one of the Jews, it's a Holocaust novel, he's, mm-hmm. he's taken to a, a place where they're executing the Jews, and he survives this, and he goes back to his village, and he's telling all the villagers, this is what they're doing. This is what's happening. Look at this. Listen to me. And nobody listens to him. And they say, no, you're just, you're just telling us things that aren't true. And I feel like that's where we are right now mm-hmm. as the Republican Party and people who are speaking out, right, the people who are really putting their necks out and they're at the center of this fight and they're telling the American people, look at these reports, think about the investigation that needs to take place, acknowledge it. And the mainstream news is a huge reason why a lot of Americans are not doing that. Well, and it's it's a shame. Well, right. I mean, you know, Brett Baer, who's supposedly an actual journalist, uh, it actually reported oh, these results just confirm that Biden won. Well, when you add in 50,000 fraudulent votes, you're just re- recounting. A recount is not the same as an audit. And no. recounting fraudulent votes is, yeah, it's going to give you the same count, if not more, right? But the problem is the recounting, the Democrats want every vote to count, and the Republicans need every legitimate vote to count. And the Republican Party didn't do enough leading into this. I mean, we had in California, we had, uh, we had seats that were flipped in the midterms in 2018 because of ballot harvesting, which is illegal everywhere else. And the Republican Party let it happen here. They let it become law here, ballot harvesting, and then they didn't bother to engage in it. So, you know, I have a real problem with the Republican Party here. They knew that mail-in ballots, they knew this fraud stuff was going on. We had a, re- and not even just in Arizona, this kind of crap happened all across the country. Why is it just a Maricopa audit? It should be every county in, in the entire country. And we haven't even gotten into the Dominion machines, Annalisa, where we still don't ha- have, I don't think they were even looked at yet because we didn't have the passwords of the routers, right? Right. So the Maricopa County uh, election officials refused to hand over the routers and passwords, and they actually have now settled with the Arizona Senate, and they're expected to pass along those items, but as of now, they have not been reviewed. So we don't even know that aspect of the audit yet, and that could reveal a lot more, and it could tell us a lot more about the voting machines and how they were accessed, because 
we can't trust that these voting machines were just, uh, they, they ran perfectly and nobody had any access to them. We have to know, and we need some answers. And that is really what the audit set out to do. And I agree with you that uh, the GOP lawmakers, for the most part, are not behind this. No. And it's very strange. Like, you have some, Senator uh, Wendy Rogers is a huge voice right now for uh, getting other lawmakers on board, but she's got, I saw today, 41 signatures of legislatures, legislators from different states who have signed on to uh, call for audits in their states. But there, I didn't see a lot of big names on that list. No, that no, we, we got Mitch think. McConnell bragging today that he got the booster. That, that's what we had today going on. Oh, like Biden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they're, I think they're equally cogent right now. Um, McConnell needs to go. Um, but at this point, you know, when, when I hear that the margin of win for Biden was 10,000 and there were 50,000 fraudulent votes, it should be decertified already. And it there- should be, and it can be. So I, I think that we have to encourage the legislators to continue in the fight, and it, it's not going to be easy. Um, it, it would have to be a resolution between the House and the Senate, and then they would have to take back those electoral college votes. And then if enough states did that, like I was saying earlier, it could end up that we had a new election. But that's something that is seems very far away. Um, but this is a start. So... I, I think we're, you know, headed in the right direction, and I'm going to be following this very closely. I've been following the audit since it began in April, mm-hmm. and everything that I've reported on has been sound. Uh, I've talked to volunteers who were part of the recount. I've talked to lawmakers, and this was a highly, uh, tightly run ship um, and, and very, uh, you know, secure. And so you can't you can't listen to the democrats and believe what they say obviously mm-hmm. but they are pushing that narrative that this was uh, you know unnecessary and you wonder why they would be doing that because if they had something to hide maybe or if they just uh, actually want a, a one party state which it seems to be exactly what they want well yeah that that is exactly what they want and that's why they want hr1 they want to they want to certify all these different fraudulent means you know nationwide and then when it comes to a remedy that if uh, states were decertified and then it was under 270 for Biden, uh, the left wants to go, well, there's no means in the Constitution. There's no remedy in the Constitution for this. The only remedy to remove a president is, is impeachment. They want to trot out the Constitution then, while at the same time they're, they're trying to you know, destroy the Constitution. And I think that we as Republicans and as conservatives need to say, well, you know, uh, it, it, this is the first time in this country, at least that we know of, that a presidential election was stolen. And, you know, um, we, we, we want a, a new election or we want the rightful the rightful winner to be put be put in office yeah it's it's high noon as uh mark bronovich said recently in an article i thought that was great to use those words of gary cooper from the the classic western you know it's time to for biden to pay up it's it's time for the democrats to to pay up like we need to hold them accountable and it, it, it's not going to be an easy road, but um, we, we have to do it, and we have to keep exposing uh, the results of these audits. And I think we're going to find out some really big news from Georgia soon. Uh, there's been a group there that's been tracking ballot traffickers mm-hmm. for months now, and that news is supposed to be released soon. So that could expose a lot of ballot harvesting and, and trafficking you know, illegally and um, we'll have to watch that. But I, as I was getting ready for this call, I noticed I saw a headline that Newsom has decided to 
or has signed a law um, making mail-in ballots the default mm-hmm. uh, for the state of California. We have the same thing up here in Washington. And I think those mail-in ballots are what is killing our elections. Yes, it um, is. Absolutely. And, yeah. And if you only have mail-in ballots as your option, it's like a rigged system for eternity. I yes. mean, you, you can't, there's no way around it. I, I don't know how we can survive as a republic with mail-in ballots. We can't. It's, and, and unfortunately, I've got to leave it there. Thank you so much for being here. Everybody can read her article and her work at a New American, and it's Annalisa Pesic. And we'll have to have you back to keep us updated on what's going on with election fraud. Thank you. Thank you, Andrea. All right. Now, y'all stay tuned. we got more on the other side of the break. There's going to be a hearing with Millie and uh, Secretary of Defense Austin coming up, coming up the soon. The Andrea K. Show, strictly adhering to and preserving our First Amendment. Follow Andrea on OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Okay, so evidently, uh, Mark Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs, you know, who called China and gave him a heads up. You know, if, if Trump decides to go to war, I'll, I'll give you the, all the deets on that, which is treason by anybody's definition. He and uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin are going to testify this week before Congress. I'm not interested in them testifying. I hate these kind of bad theatrical um, shows. I'm not interested in it. We don't get any answers. Nobody's held accountable. And it, what it's meant is to make us think that somebody's held accountable. I used to really like Rick Grinnell, but he's really going down for me uh, because, you know, he, he, you know and, and, and he had a high – a lot of people had high hopes that he was going to actually run against Newsom in the recall. Um, today he was on Newsmax, and, you know, he was former director of national intelligence. And, you know, in a very establishment pretend talk tough said, oh, you know, they need to answer specific questions about why they gave up Bagram Airfield and, um, you know, I, I'm, and then he goes on to say the Biden doctrine is 90% is good enough. Um, 90% is good enough? Rick Rennell, you think that what happened in Afghanistan is 90% good? That's insanity. This is why we lose as Republicans, because we have a chairman of the Joint Chiefs who literally committed treason with phone calls to an enemy outside of his commander-in-chief violating the chain of command. He should be dragged out and court-martialed for that. And this is as tough as as some Republican who's supposedly going to run for office, a former head of intelligence is going to act. I'm not interested. I want people prosecuted. I want them to lose their jobs and be prosecuted for their crimes. And any language softer than that is just establishment feckless crap, and I'm not interested. Hey, thanks to my guest tonight. Thanks to the listeners. Thank you, Jalapeno. See you all tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Come